The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Well, we didn't win that game, and well, what do you think? Uh, We should have won it, and that's the way it goes. We're going to hit on that and some more here on this show, 329. First and foremost, here the Raider Nation podcast, Randy and I would like to thank you for listening to our show this year. Uh, we appreciate all the props, all the new friends, all the fantastic calls we've had this year. It's been epic. I love it. It's great. Randy does, too. You know, obviously, without him, I am nothing. And without me, he is, well, he's still still pretty damn good. <laughs> ah, whatever. But well, we just want to thank you guys for listening to the show and wish everyone here a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas, uh, the Kwanzaa, everything, uh, Feliz Navidad, the whole nine yards. Uh, celebrate with pride and in and, and the silver and black. Don't worry, this team has done better in the last two seasons than it's done in the previous seven. So we're going in the right direction. We'll hit on that some more later in the show. But thank you for listening. God bless all of you. Be safe on this holiday holiday. And be good human beings. And you know what I mean by that. On today's show, we have the post game for the... The fourth quarter choke. The Raiders choked. I don't know how a lion can choke you. I guess to grab you by your frickin' throat, you think? We're going to hit on that. And, of course, we're heading into Kansas City in the winter. We better run the damn ball. Bush is injured. Ugh. we got to things. We got to have things better go on for this team. we got to have some luck come our way. It's just our time, folks. We're hit on that. And the bone line is going to go crazy because you guys <laughs> you guys went crazy. You guys deserve a voice, and I'm going to give it to you here because I feel your pain and frustration and anger. Trust me on that one. You know how I'm feeling. <laughs> okay, so let's roll. Okay, it's time for something you've all been looking forward to. Yes, it's the post game for the. Somebody call nine one one. Raiders are choking. Brother, this game was incredibly, epically disappointing. Okay, Raider Nation, uh, you know what? We all knew that it was a possibility that we would lose. We just wanted them to come and play, and I am so grateful that the team did come and play. Matter of fact, the team played excellently. I would have to say that most of the players did a pretty damn good job, except for maybe a couple. Uh, The defense actually did a damn good job for three quarters and three quarter of a quarter. 
until Brainless Man, Chuck Brainless Man, you've heard of him. As you might remember, he was born without a brain. And here he is, the man without a brain. He calls for the prevent defense. Cover two, Tampa two. You call it what you will. I'll call it a losing strategy for this freaking team. How many games have we heard and seen that the prevent defense take us down in a ball of flames? Tell me. Can you fucking tell me? I'm so sick of that prevent defense I could just die. At the end of a game like that, when you guys have a big lead, there people always think that when you have more than a touchdown lead that you guys change up and you go soft, that you want to go yards. What do you say that is it just how things work out does it appear that way or no. well I, you know if you if you look at the game we didn't do that we right. stayed with a four-man rush we stayed with our coverage approach there's no way that we should have done that prevent defense and seeing a first or second pass go to megatron should have been a clue to change up your shit man you know after a game like that i'm not going to say i'm discouraged i'm disappointed because going into a game and i've talked to you about this before you know, every team puts red dots on people. Hugh talks about it from us on an offensive perspective. We do the same thing on defense. Usually try to take out the, the opponent's top one or two, maybe th at a certain week, uh, three red tags in the deal. Well, this week we only had one. You know, we only had one target. And at the end of the day, we failed. Because when you allow somebody to have 200-plus yards in, in receiving yardage and making impact plays like he did, you know, we obviously didn't do a good enough job on defense. And brainless man is lacking. And that is it. And he should be gone. I am sick of this kind of defensive bullshit. And the coach said it himself. Playing zone, whether it's cover two or cover three, should, in my opinion, be, you know, simple. Playing man coverage is when it's tough, you know, because there's a, a possibility for somebody to get beat pretty quickly. Uh, so I thought we wasn't shorthanded that way. I mean, if you go back to the first half, we made those plays, some of them. Uh, in order to give us a, give ourselves an opportunity to win this game. We just didn't make them when they count the most. You have to make plays down the stretch. You know, as you guys know, the last two minutes of a football game is probably the most important part of the game. You make a first down, you probably win. You score, you win. You stop a team from scoring, you win. Throw all the other first, you know, 58 minutes out. Those last two minutes, you have to do the things that it takes to win, whether you make a third and four whether you stop someone from getting in the end zone or you make a play to uh, create a turnover for uh, the defense, whatever that is, you have to make those plays. And that's what we have not had the ability to do this year. You know, Hugh Jackson says, yeah, we did a great job until the team drove 98 yards in four plays. Aha, uh -huh, touchdown. Whatever. Seven minutes left in the game and – Hugh Jackson, let me tell you right now, Hugh Jackson with his monumental, piously, you know, indignant response to a stupid question, which is, why didn't you go for the two points? Well, I didn't think it was the thing to do. What kind of a dumb fucking answer is that? Come on, man. Well, honestly, um, when, I, when I looked at it at that time, we were up by 13. And um, I thought, you know, 13, seven minutes, we got a chance to get the ball. Um, I figured, you know, man, there's no way this team's going to score 13 points uh, going. Um, and, you know, you look back at it now, boy, maybe that was a decision you could have 
did differently. But at the time, it wasn't. It, I felt very comfortable where our team was, being 13 up. Let's kick it. Let's go in. Uh, I think the rhythm, the team was excited. The special teams unit was out there. I was talking to the defensive coaches, trying to get ready to get a stop, make sure we slow this team down. That's where my head was. Not that I wasn't into the game or thinking about, boy, should we be up 14? Should we be up 13? I just felt very comfortable. We kick it. Let's go play defense. Get this ball back three and out, and let's go. You just didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. How's an honest answer like that? I didn't think about it. Or if that was your answer, when it was seven minutes left in the game, all we had to do is get two points. What difference does it make if we only get if we get no points? Nothing. Nothing would change because nothing would have changed the outcome of this game at all because that was a stupid, ignorant juvenile and pedestrian decision on your part with seven minutes left in the game. And then for your defensive coordinator to change up. If you look at the game, we didn't do that. We stayed with a four-man rush. We stayed with our coverage approach. 13 points ahead in the fourth quarter and go to the prevent defense and have Rolando McClain covering Megatron in the middle of the field. Ha, 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 ha. Was that some kind of a, a joke? We just didn't get it done. You know, we weren't in the right position to keep that ball in front of us. You know, I'm talking about the deep ball at the end. Same thing in the, in the first quarter on the, on the long one. I mean, that, that should never happen either it, because of the way the coverage is, is designed to keep a high person and a low person on them. But, you know, again, we, we'll get that corrected. Disappointed, not discouraged. You guys asked about the effort to Hugh and the energy. I mean, it's been right back, and these guys – the, I'll tell you what, they, they put the play behind them and they're ready to go, but you can't do that. we got to play on a much more consistent level because you can't give games away like we just gave that one away. Say it's on you, but the last pass to Calvin, the 48-yarder, those guys were in they were in position to make the play. What happened there? Did they just lose sight of the ball? Or Yeah, and again, like I said, there's, there's things, though, that happen at the beginning of the play that we didn't execute properly to disrupt the whole timing of that route. And I put that on my shoulders because we didn't get we didn't get it done. We did not get it done, and we will. Because when you have, I told you, when you have one red dot, that red dot is not going to do what he did to us. And, and that's, you know, they, they're a unique team where you have an exceptional individual. Because that's not to say all the other guys weren't effective or guys we had to control. Our two things were to stop the run game and to try to minimize what Calvin did to us, and we didn't get it done. Is there any question though, of having your middle linebacker and your backup safety being asked to make plays against Calvin Johnson? Well, at this time, it's it's our uh, it's our starting safety, and and I mean that's our package. And our Mike linebacker is a middle of the field player, but not over the top. He's an inside player looking for the in routes, and our safety's over the top. But again, that's stuff that we'll handle in our room. But no, when when you look at the entire play, it should never have gotten to that. And the last gasp of a chance. The 62-yard field goal, I mean, I'm glad we went for it, but there's no reason that we should have had that desperation. We should have been able to go to overtime at the very frickin' least, if not win the game, because our defense didn't continue to play the same way they play for three-quarters of a goddamn game. Brainless man is toast. Everyone's calling for his head, and if you haven't already, uh, that's uh, Raiders.com. You can uh, go ahead and say Amy Trask at Raiders.com. You can say Hugh Jackson at Raiders.com. You can say Chuck Brainless Man at Raiders.com. 
and get right through and pile their shit up with what has to be a demand for Del Rio to take over the defense next week before the end of the season. I mean, give me a freaking braid, man. Bresnahan, go back to Canada, eh? That's what I'm talking about, partner. This game was a beautiful game. The team played very well. I was impressed with the play. Carson Palmer. Uh, I mean, we had a great, you know, number 17, Moore's back in the picture. That's very nice. It was a great, a, a huge impact for one game, too. Just the fact that he came back was huge. And, and our defense played very well for most of the game until the coach decided to screw all of us, including them. I know those players were going, oh, come on, coach. Don't put this prevent in. We've been doing great all game long. No, that's where we got to go. If you look at the game, we didn't do that. Well, it's a sad thing for the team, too, man, because I know they're bummed. You know, I'm not blaming the team this time because the team came to play. The coaches screwed the team this time hugely. And Hugh Jackson, bullshit on you for not admitting to it. I mean, there's coaches. Uh, well, let's just take the coach we're going to play against. Romeo Cornell is a no-flash, no-pop-and-fizz coach. Listen to his his uh, post-coaching uh, uh, videos at the Kansas City Chiefs. I have. And he is not pretentious. He doesn't have some silly little chip on his fucking shoulder. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, you Jackson... You know, uh, yeah, your pop and fizz with your trick plays is over, partner. You better put together a game plan that actually works, brother. Because the game plan that you say you put together for each individual's talent is bullshit. Okay? Because we see through it right now. We've seen through it in many games this year with your lack of decision and the buffoonery of plays that are on the field. Third third or second and 30 and you run bush up the middle off tackle how how freaking original are those kind of plays and they've happened all season long don't let me get started i'm just saying this game was all on hugh jackson for him for hiring that idiot and him for keeping that idiot and him for not overseeing the defense as well because that's his job too man Hugh Jackson, big L over your forehead, partner, and don't even come after me and say that was the decision I made with seven less minutes left in the game with nothing to lose, go for two points. What an idiot if that's the way you feel. I don't want you as our head coach. You're an idiot. And Tim Kawakami, samurai of some bullshit, is the only... <laughs> sports writer who agrees with you Jackson's take. Yeah, well, you don't have to go for two points. Bullshit. Bullshit. Talk to any of the top coaches in the country, past, present, future, and you're going to get the same answer. You go for those points because you got to because it could come down to the end of the game. Hello? <laughs> this game was a mind-blower I thought we were winning. I thought we were going to win. We were all very pumped. Let me tell you, the Raider Nation came to potty. The The parking lot was off the freaking hook. We had a great bunch of fans show up. That's how it is up in this motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, man, we're up. We're here at the Lions game. 
You know what? We're sold out again. We got a crazy crowd in here, and through the crowd comes Giovanni from Orange County. I left at 4 o'clock this morning, fucking worth it, excited, stoked to be here, first time in Oakland. It was crazy, the barbecue was off the hook, crowded, people were talking, it was a great atmosphere, man. And in the stadium, the crowd was crazy loud. It was crazy loud at the Coliseum. The fans came, and the fans delivered, I'll tell you right now. The team came, and they delivered. But the coaching did not deliver. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, I might take a plane, might take a train. If I got to walk, I'm going just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Okay, Raider Nation, we're headed to Kansas City. <laughs> That's right. They got some crazy little women there and I'm gonna get me one. The Oakland Raiders at seven and seven go into Kansas City, which are six and eight, uh, coming off an insane victory over the Green Bay Packers. Now the Packers didn't play very well. But the Chiefs played well enough to beat them, and it certainly wasn't the outcome the Raiders had when they went to, to Green Bay, now was it? The uh, Romeo Cornell run Kansas City Chiefs is a different organization. Kyle Orton has stepped in as a quarterback, and very little time, just like our quarterback, has made an impression. He's played excellently, and Kyle Orton can hurt you if he's got protection up front. That means the rush must happen in Kansas City. The four-man rush, which has been a marshmallow for far too long, has got to come back to life. Somebody has got to shock these guys and awe or whatever because if we don't put pressure on Kyle Orton, we will be toast. And I mean freaking toast. Mike Lombardi joins us on a Raiders Friday every single uh, Friday here on uh, the Wheelhouse, 95.7 The Game. John Lund and Scott Reese. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good, good, John. How are you? Good. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, let, let's start in the AFC West since it's, it's a Raiders Friday. They go into Kansas City, who just beat the Packers. H- how do you see this one? It's a tough game for the Raiders. I mean, the Chiefs have had uh, an uplifting. They've had a revival, and, and certainly it starts with Romeo Cornell being the coach and the players wanting to rally around him to make sure he gets the job. And we know Kansas City's never been an easy place to play, and now with Kyle Wharton, at quarterback, their defense, which basically beat the Raiders in the first game, uh, is is good, and now they have a little bit more offense. So I think it's going to be a really hard game for the Raiders to win. It's doable, but I think it's going to be difficult. This is a running game. It's a cold time of year, and it's the time to run the football. And Michael Bush is limited in practice. Not good for us. You know, like I've said already in this show, I don't trust you, Jackson. What he says about our injury report, it's too uh, – it's just not up front, man, and I don't dig that at all. I think that we should know exactly what the hell's going on with our players and what kind of a mystery is it anyway? I mean, you know, tell us, okay, uh, McFadden might not be back for eight games. All right, that's well, I guess that's where we are. We can all move on and not think every game he's supposed to come back because, like I said before, man, surprise, we're the only ones that don't know because the other team knows when he went, took last shit. 
Hugh Jackson's pissing me off with the way he's pompously up. And when we were winning, that pissed me off, too, the way he talked. Just shut up and let the team win. And then at the end, when it's over, we're holding the trophy. Then you can pop off with some shit. I'm sorry I'm going on a rant, but come on, man. Give it to us straight. Other coaches do, and that's what I expect out of the coach of the Raiders. Oh, come on. We're going to the Chiefs' house. It's going to be loud, very loud, because everybody in the division's with one or two games. Everybody. I mean, yeah, the moon has to be in line with uh, Mars and Saturn and Uranus. Raiders insider John Dickinson. J.D., it's Drew. Good to be with you. I have a question for you. After the Detroit game, it was a heartbreaking loss. I think the most frustrating loss for the Raiders this year. You're around the team all day, every day at practice. How's the mental state of this team right now? Right now, I think it's as good as can be expected. And, and you know, I asked Hugh Jackson about the energy level at practice uh, yesterday, you know, compared this week to last week, because so much was made last week about how different it had been. It was somewhat peculiar to me uh, that it was even acknowledged, really, as much as it was the fact that you know, after the loss in Miami and after the loss in Green Bay, Hugh really felt that the team responded with a tremendous week of practice. High energy, it was back, uh, as he put it, to the way it had been in the middle of the season and maybe even early on in the season. He felt that the players really knew what was at stake at this point, and I think that's why you saw the Raiders actually play so well, really, up until the final uh, seven minutes or so of that game. They played the best game that they had played really in about a month, and, and Hugh believed that, that this team has responded similarly this week uh, uh, in preparing for to go play Kansas City, a divisional opponent, with their uh, playoff hopes still alive, slim, but uh, playoff hopes still alive, even though they're going to need a little bit of help in addition to uh, finishing strong with two victories. Speaking of those playoff hopes, I know this gets a little convoluted, but uh, long story short, it really doesn't matter for the Raiders' divisional hopes what happens between Denver and Buffalo this week, right? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting it doesn't uh, because the Raiders – first thing they have to do is win out and if they win out that gets them to nine and seven but you're right even if Denver were to lose uh, that game in Buffalo uh, and win their final game against Kansas City. That would put Denver at 9-7 and seven and the Raiders at 9-7. and seven. Denver, should they beat Kansas City, would have the tiebreaker uh, over the Raiders. It ends up coming down to common opponents, and that's where it gets all convoluted. But the way the Raiders get in over Denver, they need to win. They need to have Denver lose to Kansas City, which at that point would have them both 9-7. and seven. The Raiders, though, would have a better divisional record, uh, thus winning the tiebreaker there for the title. And, of course, Tim Tebow. Ah! Hallelujah! 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 Yes, the great Tim Tebow is still, you know, presenting issues because their team is winning and they can win these games. So, you know what? Last game? Ah! So what? So we got to try to win the next two games, uh, see if we can squeeze into something. I doubt it. But, hey, man, I'm I'm all positive so far because, listen, man, I just think our playoffs hopes are, are on a string, a very thin one. Uh, I think we had a chance. You know, we had a chance with Destiny, 7-4. and four, uh, We had it in our hand to make it happen. And, you know, teams that go to the playoffs deserve to go for a reason. We didn't make it happen. Coaching, players, you name it, whatever it is, it didn't work out. And so here we are. 
you know, scraping for the bottom of the barrel, trying to get a hope and a prayer to get into the playoffs. You know, we've had injury. Yeah, okay, whatever. Other teams have come through that injury bug. And, you know, I I got I'm, I sound like a broken record, but the Chiefs, we can beat the Chiefs. We should have beat the goddamn Chiefs the first time. You know, we can beat them this time. We've done it before. We can beat them. We kicked their ass twice last year. Team's the same. I mean, come on, man. We should beat these guys in their house and shut this whole you know, thing down. But I'm telling you, Romeo Crunel is a real dude. I listened to his press conferences. He's a guy that tells you up front what's happening. Yeah, Kyle Orton was very lucky the first game. Yep, he was very lucky. I expect them to have that every every game, but, you know, you're not going to get that. He's it was just very, very upfront and real about the team and about what's happening. Uh, I like Romeo Crunel. I think he's going to be a hell of a coach. I think he Game plan's pretty damn good. Obviously, the last game they won against the Green Bay Packers was a decent. You don't just win that game. Now, look what the Packers did to us. We're going to go in there, and these Chiefs now think they could beat anybody because they did when we failed. We'll be lucky to win this game, even though we're a better team. We have better players, and I know we could win if the coaching staff and the players are all on the same page. I know we can. The Chiefs have this momentum. They have this thing, and that means a lot. They have this super heart going right now, and it means a lot. And they're playing at home, man. Come on. And the Raiders are hated there. You know, they got all the motivation in the world to beat the crap out of us, but we are a better team, and we have better players, and we should be able to win. It depends on the coaches. and depends on the will of the players. That's what's going to happen in this game. Uh, we're going to have to run the ball a lot. It's going to be very cold, um, very cold in Kansas City. So uh, be ready. Uh, let's just hope the Raiders come out. Our offensive line has to play incredibly well. We have to really blow up some holes for Bush and let him rule the day because that's the way we're going to win this game. Uh, and then Carson, uh, quit throwing those fucking interceptions because you're killing me. And your inconsistency. And you know what? You get some kind of spring in your step, too, because you got to move out of that pocket faster than you are, old man, because you're flipping me out with the way you're getting caught. Uh, just should not even be getting caught. You, you should be able to avoid that easily and make a play. Make a play, dude. Stop throwing interceptions. I'm sick of it. Control the ball. Uh, that's what I got to say about that. You all have a very Merry Christmas. This will be the bone line. <laughs> 1-800-620-7181. Let me remind you that www.RaiderNationPodcast.com is where you need to be for your shit on the Raiders. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm getting ready to jump out of my chair and head up to a Christmas retreat at my mom's. Um, I just wish you all the very, very best. Randy and I do uh, for sure. And, uh, well, here's the bone line, man, because uh, read and weep, man, because this is what the nation needs to do. It needs to vent. And I feel it because I've been venting this whole time. <laughs> All I got to say is go Raiders, man. Come on, give us a Christmas present. My goodness, we deserve it. Hey, Raider Greg. Hey, Raider Randy. This is uh, Raider Eric. Um, man, that was – we should have won that game. That was bad. 
um, let's just say, I mean, we played a lot better than we did against the Dolphins and against the uh, the Packers. But we, man, we should have won that game. I'm not disappointed, but I am a little happy that they did show up today. Um, we got to win the last two games. I mean, if we can win the last two games, we might make the playoffs as a wild card team. But we need the Broncos to lose, even though the Jets already lost, lost today. We we got to have this. We're almost a wild card team, but we got to do better. We had that game won in the fourth quarter, and then we lost it. But what are we going to do about it? We come back next week and beat the hell out of the uh, Chiefs after they beat the hell out of us in week five or something like that, or whatever week it was. Um, man, we we got we to win out right now. Um, this is Raider Eric signing off from Sacramento, California. Raider Greg, this is HD Raider, first-time caller, will not be the last. I can't believe this bullshit I just saw on that field today. Despite everything else, Michael Bush wearing the, wearing the clock out, running it down, and Hugh Bubblehead Jackson, Mr. Bubbles, calls a fucking pass play. Calls a fucking pass play. Just wear the fucking clock out and get a first down. That's all you got to do. Then you get jackass Carson Palmer overthrowing receivers all fucking goddamn day long. You guys out there were the first ones to anoint Carson Palmer as the savior of this franchise. So quick to kick Jason Campbell under the bus. I'll tell you what. What I've seen out of Carson Palmer, I'll take Jason Campbell any damn day of the week. Back to Mr. Bubbles, Hugh Jackass. That fucker needs to be fired, and so does that goddamn D coordinator. I don't know what they're doing, or do they know what they're doing is, but I've seen John Madden up in that booth, and I hope right about now he's in Mark Davis's ear telling you need a new head coach, you need a coordinator, and you need a goddamn GM. Or sell this fucking team, because this shit cannot keep going on. This is just, it's just unfucking believable Oh, and that secondary, get rid of every last one of them son of a bitches too. I'm out, man. Fuck. Hey, Greg. Hey, Randy. It's Patrol in Chicago. Disgusted with the coaching our boys had in today's game. I think the players tried and left their hearts on the field. Uh, Palmer needs to relax a little bit. Um, some of those throws are just, just a little off, especially that overthrowing that touchdown pass, that's a, that's a difference maker in this game. Um, but the things that really, really kind of frosted my hide today, why don't we go for a two-point conversion after, after Curry scores the, the defensive touchdown? It, it made no sense to me to take the one. It, it, I, I don't get that. It, it, it gave us no advantage whatsoever to take one point over two. Uh, I, I, the other thing that I don't get is fucking Bresnahan calling zone defenses and, and getting lax in the fourth quarter. We pressed them all day long. And by pressing them, we opened up lines to get the quarterback, get some sacks. It's what led to the Curry touchdown. I don't get going to the fucking zone defense. The Raiders are not a zone defense team. 
The boys look uncomfortable out there when they're doing it. They get burned constantly across the middle when they do it. It's unbelievable. We go to a zone defense against Megatron, who we held him all day long when we won press. We held him all day long. And then we go to this fucking zone defense. I fucking hate the zone defense. And and the other thing, and again, it's, it's a coaching call. Going to a three-man front when when Detroit's four and two. You know, granted, it was, I think, some bullshit penalties that, that got them down that, that close where they were going fourth and two. You know, what was it, on our 16-yard line? But, I mean, what the fuck? Why do we go to a three-man front and, and drop everybody? Greg Papa and uh, Tom Flores listened to the game on, on, on the Internet today. As soon as they saw the three-man front, they knew exactly what Detroit was going to do. And they did it. And it, we would have held them. That would have, that would have not been a score. You know, the coaching blew this game for us. And, and if Mr. Fucking Bubbles wants to take all the blame for himself, good. Take all the blame. Get yourself a new defensive coordinator for fucking sure. And, and ask yourself, if we're such bullies, if we're the bullies of the Bay, why did we play so fucking timid in the fourth quarter? I don't blame our players. Some of our players were just outmatched, but they left their heart on the field. It's our fucking coaching staff that blew this. And it makes me mad. To, to really honestly believe that Seabass is going to kick a 65-yard field goal, not that the guy can't do it. And I hope someday to see him do it and hold the record. I think he deserves a shot at it. But not when the game is on the line like that. That I mean, to put all your chips on him, that, that was bullshit. Anyway, guys, uh, here in Chicago, I think I'm officially turning my season or my fandom over to hockey season because I've really just been disgusted with, with some of the things that the team has done. I think we blew our playoff hopes. I think we're going to be lucky to be 8-8 eight and eight again. And I, I realize that this is a year that we were plagued with injuries. But I, I, I seriously think our season is done. I don't see us getting the playoffs. You know, I, I don't see us getting that wild card spot. I don't see Denver choking. Uh, Kansas City seems to have turned their game around with Romeo Cornell behind the wheel. And and the, the boltless bolts are, are, you know, they're not losing like they were anymore. I, I just, it's very tough to have faith when I'm watching the shit happen that's happening. Anyway, guys, win, lose, or tie. I'm a member of the Raider Nation till I die. I hope for a miracle that we pull out two wins and uh, somehow or other figure this thing out and and at least make it to a first round of playoffs. I just don't believe in it happening. This is the Troll from Chicago signing out. What's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Just uh, driving to work. It's 1.30 a.m. here on the East Coast. Thought I'd call on this long drive to work on the bullshit season we're fucking having. Uh, well, let's call a spade a spade. We are going to lose the last two games of the season. Uh, how the fuck did Kansas City beat fucking Green Bay? Just like how? So they're still going to be riding that high. 
they're probably going to beat us at home, which means we're which means we're done. We're going to have nothing to play for because the Broncos will have won the AFC West, and uh, we have Chargers last game. They're going to want to go out with a bang, and we're just going to be dead on the field because we have nothing to play for, and the Chargers are going to beat us. So when it's all said and done, we went from seven and four, and we're going to finish the season seven and fucking nine. And the reason why the Broncos are going to win the West, it has nothing to do with Timmy Teabag. Nothing at all. The, what the Broncos do, and it actually pains me to say this, is that they show up for every game and they play every minute of every second of every quarter until the very end. And all those games that they won, those six games that they fucking won, they won by a field goal. Why? Because their players played to the end, and they showed up for every fucking game. The Raiders should take fucking notes. Because if you look at our season, our entire schedule, with the exception of New England and Green Bay, we were better or as good as every team that we played. We should have been 14-2 and at the worst, 12-4. and You throw in a bullshit loss here and there, but no, we're going to finish this season 7 and fucking 9. Why? Because we couldn't hold on to a lead in Buffalo. We couldn't beat an uh, inferior Kansas City team at home. We couldn't beat an inferior Denver Broncos team at home. We couldn't beat Miami at Miami, who was 3-7, and seven, I think, or 3-8 and eight or something at the time. We lose to an inferior Miami team. Absolute take a shit at Green Bay, but, you know, that was expected. And then yesterday's game, we were up by 14 fucking points, I think in the fourth quarter, and we couldn't hold the fucking lead. If we had just done two of the – or if we had just showed up for every game and played to a final whistle, we would have won – at least two or three more games this season, which, according to my calculations, would have won the AFC West. So, we need a GM. We need a GM bad. I'd love to see John Madden be our GM. That would be unbelievable. As far as a coach, Hugh Jackson has to go. I would take anybody. I would take Bill Cass. Hey, you know who would be awesome? Bill Romanowski. He wouldn't take shit from nobody, and he'd get in people's faces, and he'd fucking just go crazy on players until they got it right. You see Hugh Jackson on the field? He's like one of the calmest fucking coaches I've seen. Doing just absolutely nothing. Just, oh, well, yeah, a penalty. Well, try better next time. Like, I I don't know. But, uh, well, that's my feeling. I think this season's done. Move on to the next one. Pennsylvania Raider, out. <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg. <clears throat> Raider Randy and Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg from Simi Valley. It's been a while since I called in. Saw that debacle of a game yesterday. Another one we should have won. But we didn't because our secondary sucks balls. They couldn't cover those guys. I'm surprised it was even that close of a game at the end. And even so, we still had a chance to kick a record setting field goal to win the game, but we couldn't even block to have a chance at it. Like I said, when they traded, um, well, not traded, sorry, fired the previous coach, 
and had hired a new one. I said, well, I hope we all were happy with the eight and eight season last year because we wouldn't uh, reach eight wins this year. I was going to call in and say, don't I look stupid uh, predicting that, you know, when they had the new coach, but uh, wow, how far they've fallen from being seven and four, and now they're seven and seven. Pretty sad, but, you know, with all the injuries, have to give it to them for hanging in as long as they have. Um, I mean, there's still two games to go, so, you know, miracles happen maybe sometimes. They might win one or two more games with those. So hopefully at least get back to 8-8, eight and eight, but probably won't make the playoffs once again. I have a headache today. My head hurts from watching that shit. So hope everything is going good with you guys. Hope you have a great holiday. And this is Raider Greg. I'm out of here. Hey, what's up, Mason? It's Matty Raider, Old New York. Hey, I just want this team to go away. Um, calling in, obviously, over the Detroit loss. Um, just mailing in the uh, last two games. Obviously, they've been doing that anyways. But um, uh, I'm done with this team this year. Uh, I've had my heart ripped out enough. Um, I mean, you can sit there and debate uh, what's wrong with this team over and over again. Uh, my personal feeling is these guys, they got no heart. I don't care about injuries. Other teams are doing it. Um, play calling, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just done with this team. Um, I've had my heart uh, ripped through my ass enough this year. Uh, I'm not going to be watching the last two games. I really don't care. I'd rather spend the time with my family. Um, I just, I've had it. Raider Nation, this is the uh, Raider General out of the Belly of the Beast in Michigan here. Um, so you can imagine what the day after is like here in Michigan after losing to the Lions for like the third time in a row. And this was, for me, I'd say this is another one of the top five heart-wrenching losses in memory. And I've been with this team for a long time. Uh, I've been in the hospital, and I watched the slaughter, the Green Bay slaughter from my hospital bed. I came home earlier this week from pneumonia and spinal, spinal meningitis, and this game almost put me back in the hospital. I'll tell you what, um, I, I don't know if I'm upset, how upset I can be. I, I mean, at the end of that game, I felt like they ripped my heart out of my chest. Um, I just, there's so many things, but number one, the last minute two of the game, and we let Boyd and McLean cover the best, probably the best receiver in the NFL. Why the fuck? Are we not having route, DVD, Giordano, everybody on that fucker, and let McLean cover the 10-yard passes up the middle? Let him beat us with those 10-yard passes. I, I'm, I'm so upset. And, um, of course, like all of you, I just about wanted to uh, shoot my TV. And then, of course, the day after I'm looking at what are the scenarios we can still be in this thing. And, you know, it's how deluded are we? I mean, you definitely have to be a Raider fan to be reduced to figuring out what the Jets and the Bengals and the fucking T-Bows have to do for us to stay in this thing like we even deserve it. But, hey, Palmer missed two big ones, man. Hayward Bay dropped one, and then we dropped it in the end. And uh, it's not how championships are won. So, hey, uh, keep the faith. Um, it's hard, but, you know, the day after has a better perspective. Later, guys.
thanks guys for uh Randy and uh Greg for uh keeping us uh above ground after these games. Alright? Thanks guys. See ya. Raider Greg, Raider Nation, this is Raider Tony over in Monterey. And uh well I'm still fucking pissed over yesterday's game. It's Monday and uh and I was pissed all day today. I was at the game yesterday, and uh, tailgate was awesome. Got there around 9 o'clock with my crew, and uh, great. We had some great food and, you know, played some Raider, Raider Nation beer pong. And uh, the game was great until the last, uh, last five minutes of the game. From day one, I've not liked this uh, Chuck Bresnahan and uh, well we saw yesterday why the defensive play calling sucked and some of the offensive play calling sucked too but putting Rolando McLean on Calvin Johnson Raider Greg tell me does that make any fucking sense why would you put a linebacker on one of the best wide receivers in football it don't make any sense to me. It's a bunch of bullshit, and the guy needs to go. Chuck Bresnahan needs to get the fuck out of town, get out of Oakland as fast as he can, and don't look back, because we don't need idiotic, moronic play calling that costs us games. And, you know, while we're on the topic of idiotic play calling, I'd like to all season, and defended him at times. But there were some calls yesterday that were questionable. Third and two, you fucking run the ball or get creative. Why the fuck did we throw a 30-yard pass down the field on a third and two that had it worked, it would have been a touchdown? But on third and two, Raider Greg, when the game is on the line, don't you guys think it would make sense? to go with a high percentage play, just get the first down, and then take your shots instead of taking your shots when it's all on the line and you don't have to. You know, you're up by 13 points. Doesn't it make sense to just get the first down and try to run out the clock? That made no fucking sense. Then we gave it right back to them, and they scored and it just, being there at the Coliseum, it took the air out of a lot of us. And I stayed till the very end. And, uh, and, and even, you know, we still had a shot there at the very end with that block field goal. But it, the point is, the play calling sucked. And, um, and this time, the players came out and played. The players played great, you know. And Hugh Jackson goes on his press conference and blames the players and says plays weren't made. Someone needs to have a little sense into Hugh Jackson and let him know that his play calling sucked ass. And actually what cost us the game yesterday was the play calling by him and that other stooge, Chuck Bresnahan. That's enough. I, uh, I can't wait to hear the podcast and hear what you all have to say. Um, you know, hopefully we win on Sunday. 
You know what, Raider Greg, you said it best last week, man. The way we got beat by the Dolphins and the Packers, we really don't deserve to make the playoffs. And I'll even add to it. After the games yesterday, after the game yesterday, um, where we blew a 13-point lead or 14-point lead, whatever the fuck it was, uh, with five minutes to go, you know, you, you don't deserve to make. We don't deserve to make the playoffs. Fuck it, you know. I, I like the progress that we made this year, but but really we should have been in the playoffs, and uh, and that's going to be a big dark cloud this off season. We should have made the playoffs, and uh, we need to get the fuck. We need to get a new defensive coordinator, and just uh, definitely need to make some changes in the off season. But uh, but well, whatever. I'm out. Hey, what up, Raider Greg? This is uh, Giovanni calling in from uh, Orange County, California. Um, sucks, another loss. It was a hard one, close one. But uh, it was cool meeting you, uh, Randy and Raider Greg. But, you know, it was an awesome time. Like I said, uh, it was my first time up to Oakland. Um, so you can't say um, how the tailgating was. It was, it was insane. As you guys can hear, my voice is completely gone. I was shouting the whole damn game, but uh, dude, it was it was good times though. Tilgate was there's no one like other out there. I mean, <clears throat> see what you say. If no one's made it out there, everyone has to make it out there. I mean, it's I had such a good time. I mean, it would have been a lot better if it would have came out with the win. It was a good game, close one. I almost slipped out of us. That should have been our game, but it is what it is. Two more games left of the season. Um, Hopefully we come up. We can win the last two. We said it on a good note. But uh, just again, appreciate what you guys do. It was cool meeting you guys. Hopefully I can make it out there sometime next year again. And um, go Raiders! Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Double X Raiders. What's going on, my brother? Man, I've been sitting in the cut watching the games, man, and I've been I've been like you, man. I enjoyed your rant. But I'm going to tell you, man, we made some errors, obviously, but we got to stay strong, man. We're not out of it yet. I still think we got a good chance to get in. You know, we were banged up all year. I mean, decimated with injuries. And offense, which has caused us the last three games, really, except for the very last one, uh, has, has been caused by no pop, no civil, man. We got... We got Bush, who's doing an okay job, but we don't have anybody on offense that scares anybody. We don't have that, that killer speed, that breakaway speed. We just got that slow, methodical offense, you know, with kind of like one threat, which is DHB, which is a good thing because he's, he's finally coming around. But, you know, you can double him and pretty much, you know, our offense is shut down. Our defense is suspect, to say the least, man. It's, I think it's really because of the scheme we're playing. We only got two cats on the defense that's playing really good ball. The, the D-line, for some reason, has lost all capability to pressure the quarterback. I mean, I don't, I don't know I don't know what, what's causing that, but it's like those guys have lost their drive, man. But, uh, you know, Brisbane's probably got to go. You know, he hasn't had a, a defense above uh, 25th in the NFL in any of his years. So there's probably a reason why nobody picked him up when he left the Raiders in 02. But uh, I think, 
you know, that's correctable. It may not it may not happen this year, but it's correctable. Now the other thing, man, everybody's kinda of bad banging on you, man, but I tell you what, I'd rather lose going for the juggler than, you know, holding the ball and trying to let the clock run out, man. I don't like playing scared, man. I never played scared. When I play and I like the aggressiveness, I think that's I think that's the way to go. Go out swinging. Don't go out pulling your ass, man. Go out swinging. You know, if you miss it, you miss it. Now, we did leave two touchdowns on the field, you know. And like I said, when you're playing ball, man, it's only a good shot if you make it. And if you did, you know, Carson overthrew both those balls. I think that was because of those INTs too last week. So he was a little gunshot, but he was making sure he had enough on it. Uh, you know, we didn't get the calls on the wide receivers, but that's okay. Like I said, I'd rather, I'd rather go out swinging, man, than to go out holding my ass, man, and, and wishing we had. You know, I like the aggressive play. I don't like playing scared, man. So other than that, man, the Raiders, we're going to make it, man. We're going to make it. I hope it's this year, but if it's not this year, just imagine if we can get DMC healthy for the whole year, the explosiveness of our fans get Taiwan Jones back, and keep the nearest more healthy, and this offense is going to be kind of like Green Bay, kind of like Green Bay's offense. But we really need help on that defense, man. we gotta, we got to do something, man. Even, even if it's, uh, you know, changing a couple players or changing the, the defensive coordinator, which I think is really the right answer. Now, granted, it was his first year, too, now, so that's a, that was a change for the defense. So they had to kind of learn a new system. You know, and you know how that works. You take you a couple years, three years to, to get the system down, you know. So, you know, we got to take that into account, too. But uh, Red Greg, Red Randy, the podcast is always up to change, and always, man, you guys keep up the excellent, excellent work. And Raider Nation, baby, go Raiders. I mean, I'm out. Well, there it is. The nation has spoken, and you can tell, man, uh, everyone's pretty damn close to being the same page. I'll tell you right now, uh, that's what makes the nation awesome. <laughs> that's what I love about the Raider Nation. It's beautiful, man. I hope the, I wish the coaches could hear this because it would be very beneficial. Thank you. Be safe. Be good human beings. I am Raider Greg, and I am Coach.